Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. We do have to give the disclaimer again. You got to check it in the description box. You guys are have you guys are gonna have to calm yourselves. You're all gonna have to calm yourselves because he's in the building. He's got a new boat called the Kuru that's been under wraps for quite some time, and he's ready to make its first appearance. And he's got a new love in his life. We want to talk to him all about, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Bezos. Well, thanks for coming, Jeff. Thank you for having me. It's so good to see you. Oh, it's so good to be here. It's so good to be back. You have a a glow about you, I must say. Wow, is it always like this on on set here? I think I think everyone's a, uh, just a little starstruck. Wow, this is this is crazy. This is chaotic. It's very it's 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 so flattering to be here. I feel so welcome. I can't believe it's like this every time. That's a trillionaire mindset welcome for you. Yeah, truly. And I think everyone's uh, ecstatic over the news. Me too. Can we tell them? I know you're a very private person, but can we can we can we tell the world? Go ahead. You've got a love in your life, Jeff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my! I've never seen Jeff. I've never. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yes. I've never seen you like this. Well, what can I say? I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Emil. Jeff. Oh. So. Oh. Is it? Can we announce you are now engaged uh-huh. to Laura Sanchez? Yes. That's yes. Beautiful. Are you happy about it? Extremely happy. You know, there are two times in my life where I can recall being this happy. The first was when we launched Amazon Prime. And the second was when uh, Lauren... Lauren? Said, said, said yes. When she made me the happiest man in the world all over again by saying yes when I asked her to be my wife. And now I have to ask you about your your, your boat, Koru. Right? Yeah. So we're looking at like a 500-foot sailing boat. That's correct. I also love that boat. And at the very front of it, I put a likeness. Uh, I had the ship's builders... Uh, <laughs> 
But I had the ship's builders put the likeness of my beautiful bride to be at the helm of at the stern of the boat. I saw that, so I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be her or not. But it is. That's your. It is. It's her and her rocking boobs for the whole world to see. (laughs) Whenever we come into dock, people will know that's Jeff Bezos and his wife. And her perfect set. Yeah, and her perfect (laughs) set of rocking boobs. Yes, that's beautiful. Yeah. Tits forward. To what? It's a very tits forward. Boat. Yeah, it's a very tits forward uh, vessel. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's what you get when you when you sail with Jeffy B. So I know she's got a lot of great physical assets, but are, are there things you you like about her? Her insides. Her. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I've never seen you like this. Emil, I've never felt this way before. Not even with Mackenzie. Not even with Mackenzie. Who gave you four children? Who gave me four children? I'm in love. This is beautiful, Jeff. I microdosed shrooms this morning. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Why? Because I bought, I bought the, th- I bought it. Oh, so you got to do it. Right so you got to do it. <laughs> it's like uh, fifty milligrams. I took it in the car on the way here, but <clears throat> I, I don't feel anything. You seem, if anything, sad. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's for everyone else to decide. I macrodosed shrooms this uh, last weekend. That's cool, man. It was cool. Yeah, nothing like kicking it off with a little bit of drug use. Mm. And then you got Melissa Etheridge stuck in my head. Sorry. She's stuck God. in my head. So the whole the whole right here. I'm not the only one. Whoop, whoop. Got to stop there because YouTube will, <laughs> will get mad at us. Ah, jeez, Louise. Uh, hey, gang, we got these hats. If you want one, we're going to sign the, the, remaining, <clears throat> the remaining stock of them. Um, yeah, who knows what we'll write on there. It could be phone numbers. Our names? Yeah. It social could be security our phone numbers. numbers. Probably social security number. You want to put this on? My head's too big. Okay. Both our heads are too big. TM. I wonder what that stands for. TM. Trademark. Transcendental med- Meditation. I could not. Did I ever tell you about the time I tried to do trans- Tell me. I went to, uh, it was suggested by me to, shout out to my friend Kate, who's going to be yeah, having a baby next week. We actually don't normally do shout outs on the show but yeah we don't normally we haven't done one in a long time because the- also check the disclaimer in the description box while you're at it but uh she recommended that i try transcendental meditation and i went to the you you got to go you got to find like a place that does it and you got to sit through you got to hear a recording of david lynch going now i need you to relax <laughs> it was jerry seinfeld actually no way well he would the video that they showed us had him talking about the benefits of it but uh, they, I, I'm like an hour into this thing with all these people in this room in New York and they show like the human brain and they show like a, a 
they just start talking physiological stuff, and I can't stomach that. And I got so dizzy and queasy, I had to leave. <laughs> I couldn't. So I was like, well, I guess I can't do transcendental meditation. Ben, once again, proving he's a fun hang. <laughs> I got Can so lightheaded. Can you do meditation? Sure. Oh, okay. I mean, I could do that too. It's just that I I couldn't sit through <clears throat> more uh, physiological stuff because I'm they're showing the brain and all sorts of stuff. And I'm going, I got one of those. And it's weirding me out. That's how it always goes. Hmm. Also, I got my, my I got hit in the head yesterday. And uh, or I bonked it real bad, and it's starting to bruise. So, if, if, can you see it? Is, is it bruised? Well, I can sure feel it. Jeez, I got so mad. I got so mad. I threw down the weight at the gym because I hit my head on the thing. Are you gonna sue? No, I'm not gonna sue. No, I would like to sue someone at some point in my life. Wouldn't you? Mm, lawsuits are a nightmare, man. You don't yeah, wanna... but if you're in the right or something like that, woman who got the hot coffee. The, the McDonald's coffee. Famously, people think she was being a press, but no. But she, she got like really third got degree scolded. Burn. Yeah, there was no reason for the coffee to be that hot. Yeah, that's an awfully hot coffee pot. What's that? That's Eminem's um, devastating rhyme that he he delivered uh, a part of it on on Donald Trump. You don't remember that? Where he's in the parking garage. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the rhymes is he goes, "That's an awfully hot coffee pot." Huh. Anyway, he really well, stuck it to Trump. There. He really did, and, and he said he said something about him being orange, oh, and another, he's a bad guy because he's orange. Another classic. Yeah, <laughs> you don't remember that? I kind of vaguely remember, but I don't remember specific lines from the Trump diss. Oh man, yeah, he's, I can't remember what he used to rhyme with orange, but yeah, there's that video of well, it's some rapper who's like, I can rhyme with orange, and he starts going. I think it's Eminem. It might be Eminem. It, it, but he he doesn't actually rhyme with orange. He just kind of he goes boring, you know, like that yeah. sort of rhymes. <laughs> it's near rhymes. Yeah, it's a near rhyme. Uh what else have we got before we dive in? You got anything you want to say? Oh, were these all plugs? Yeah, these are plugs. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd like to plug the fine people of West Texas. Thanks for no. You know what I would like to say? What? You guys are nuts. I love you. We so we sold out the fucking Bauhaus. Oh, that's like, right. Less yeah, than yeah. Day. You guys are the fucking coolest. I also we kind of fucked up. We had said last <laughs> week. No, don't even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who cares? But uh, thank you for that. That's crazy. Um, yeah, all my friends were like, "How the fuck are you doing this?" And I go, "Because of uh, the sweet, sweet support of all of our." Beautiful people. Yeah. We love you. Going to give each and every one of you a kiss and a hug. Don't hold me to that. Also, we got a very special guest later on in the episode um, from Shark Tank. So stay tuned for that. That's the Jaws theme. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. We had our first instance of AI disrupting it was a combination of of the new twitter uh blue checkmark shit and also ai and the potential perils and pitfalls of both combined someone created and there was an ai generated photo of an explosion and looking at this right away i'm like i know that that's fake i i don't know there's just something slightly uncanny valley about it about it you know? when you look at the road and the fence there's a weird bend in the middle. In it the almost middle. looks like a fisheye lens. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it is hard when you see it from so this is i believe it came originally from a account that was titled bloomberg feed with the blue check oh so that's what really tripped people up bloomberg feed yeah and i wonder if the people who did it were just kind of testing the waters and and uh Scene. Right, that's what people were because so like manipulating the market with yeah, yeah, and so what actually happened? I think I think uh, there was like a twenty five basis points dip. There was a there was a uh, there was a brief drop that um in 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 stocks, and of course I just love that uh the the image was zero hedge because you know zero hedge just the perma yeah. perma bear um. Always, if you ever go, if you don't know who Zero Hedge is, go to their Twitter account, and it's just you would think by looking at their account that it's all just doom and gloom. The world is about to end tomorrow, and they've been saying that for like, Jesus the last ten years that I've been. I've they've got me blocked now. I do love the other. So TechCrunch kind of like pointed to some of the prominent accounts that shared it. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I think Bloom it started with Bloomberg feed, which people got confused about. Then it was the then it was several Twitter accounts with hundreds of thousands of followers, like Delta One. Oh yeah, they're the, you know, that's where I get all my Delta news One is a is a news account, yeah. Uh I mean, but is that where you're like, oh, this my so and this one's just O S I N T Defender. And Whale Chart even shared it. Even an Indian television network reported the fake Pentagon explosion. Whale chart? Whale chart. Okay. Well, either way, a bunch of people got tricked. Not me, though. Not your boy, because uh, I didn't see it in time. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't have believed it anyway, because I'm smarter than that, and I, I know I know AI when I see it. It does suck that we have to question every time Every time something is reported, we're, we got to go, oh, fuck, is, is it real? real? Yeah. Is it fucking real? Yeah. And is there any way to tell other than just your own human intuition? I feel like Tom getting told that my wife is pregnant. Oh, in succession? Yeah. Oh, where is this just is, a is this a play? Is this a play? I by the way, I predict Tom's gonna be the CEO. They're gonna if you haven't watched That's Succession, what I as well. just you know, shut up. When Matson gives Shiv the call that yeah. like a US CEO will play. Yeah. Uh he doesn't say her. I saw a TikTok that pointed out that his last name, Wamsgans, is an anagram for no. the next CEO no, 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 of Waste no, 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 no. <laughs> There was a baseball player in the 20s whose last name was Wamsgans, and he is the only baseball player in the history of the World Series to um, to uh, execute a, a triple play by himself. Wamsgans, he, triple play. How did he do that? I don't know. He caught the ball and tagged the guy and then ran and tagged another guy. Who knows? But Tom, baseball. When you hear about baseball in the twenties, you're like, "This is a different game." Yeah, yeah. I could have done that. <laughs> I could. I could have hit a fastball. What from were Babe you Ruth. guys doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I can't imagine that they were throwing the ball harder than like eighty miles an hour. They were all drunk and fat. <laughs> yeah, Babe Ruth would like smoke cigars. At he wouldn't, but yeah. There's uh, a picture of Babe Ruth and Yogi Berra, and they both just. It's like these were baseball players back then. Yeah, but have you seen, like Tito Ortiz? He's huge. I, don't know I think is. he he was a a baseball player. I mean, he's not dead or anything, but he retired. He played on the Red Sox. 
There's some oh, big guys. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. Tito Ortiz. Who's what Tito Ortiz? Fuck? Tito Ortiz is someone else. But David Ortiz was a DH. Yeah. So that's all he had to do. God, that'd be nice. They'd, and then they'd like pinch run if it was a yeah. big. Anyway, okay. we're getting off topic. <laughs> But uh, we do love the Major League Baseball. Uh, so that happened, but then um, it just, as as is uh, this market, it just, the dip got bought right back up. Speaking of the market, holy crap. Holy crap. The AI bubble is just, I I don't even know if you can, I, I, yeah, say, I, I would call really it a bubble. you consider it a bubble? I consider it a kind of bubble, yeah. Because you went from all of a sudden, you went from hardly anybody talking about AI, especially companies in their quarterly reports and their conference calls, to now everybody's talking about AI. It's just the hot new thing. That's not to say it's not legitimate and it's not real, as is evidenced by NVIDIA, who just reported their earnings and added a whopping, I don't know, $150 billion to their market cap. It's just absolutely... Oh, man. Uh... Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I got a friend whose grandfather bought her a bunch of stock in, in NVIDIA, NVIDIA years ago. Like, like I don't know, How 15 years How did he fucking know? He's just a smart old guy, man. Fuck. Some people... I. That's the thing is NVIDIA has apparently been investing, they've been investing in AI since like 2008 or nine. They started making moves back then. And I know, but that's fucking 15 years ago. When I hear about grandparents being like, I bought you stock, they're like, I got you stock in Coca-Cola. Yeah. Or, it's like, yeah, thanks. Or like Microsoft. But then Microsoft also is fucking killing it. But so a couple of things. There's been, it's been really frustrating watching this market just melt up as they call it because it's all just been it's been as you'll see on the in the interview the generals uh microsoft google apple nvidia um they're the ones leading the charge they're all after taking a huge hit yeah earlier this year yeah, yeah. but microsoft is at all-time highs apple's at or near all-time highs google's been rallying back from the hit that it, it took but uh so the thing is, with this market, what they call the breadth is weak. You know what the breadth is? No. That's a tough word to say. Breadth. breadth. Uh, basically, breadth is how many stocks are participating in the upside, and the index is uh, going up. So when I'm saying the breadth is weak, it means that the bulk of the, um, the, bulk of the moves are coming from these leaders, which is... It's like at at once it's concerning, but then on the other hand, you could just as easily argue that hasn't oh, that been well, the case for kind of a long time though the whole Fang and you know they it's were, been the case before for sure. But and this tech time, companies were such like a disproportionately large part of uh, yes, yes. Uh, so I got some stats here. Um, Apple and Microsoft alone are fourteen and a half percent of the S and P. The top Apple 10, and Microsoft, just those two, are fourteen and a half percent That's of the S&P. I, I, th I saw something like Apple's market cap recently became larger than the UK's GDP or something. Yeah, it's around like 2.7, 2.8 trillion. trillion dollars. Jesus Christ. The top 10 stocks in the S&P have accounted for 90% of the index's return in 2023 with over $1.4 trillion in market cap created mostly due to AI hype. 
which is so that when I'm talking about, oh, it's a bubble, I'm putting it in right. quotes because it's, I don't know, it's different than the blockchain bubble that we definitely <clears throat> had in like 2017, where you had just anyone who wanted to pump their stock and juice their uh, juice the stock, all they had to do was mention like, we're either getting into blockchain or we're pivoting to it. There was famously this tea company called like Dave, Long, Long Island Tea or something. Dave, I think oh, yeah. it was, this is from 2017. A $24 million iced tea company says it's pivoting to the blockchain and its stock jumped 200%. That was just one of many. There were like so many penny stocks. Everybody was freaking out over blockchain. Everybody, all sorts of companies were just starting to talk about like, oh yeah, we're looking into it. We're looking into blockchain. What was the other link that I Right, did? and it's like, you, you know, you brought up those investor calls where it's like... AI was mentioned 600 times. And yeah. We played that. So back in 2018, Overstock, NASDAQ, AMD were three public companies that frequently brought up blockchain technology on earnings calls. Um, and there were a bunch of others, FedEx. Uh, and they were all just, because it, it was the newest hype thing, they were all saying essentially the same thing is we're looking into it and we're looking at ways to integrate blockchain technology to. Yeah. Yeah. But it does seem like, it's a bit different in the sense that there are people actually using Yeah, AI and there's like, actual utility in <clears throat> AI. Although I can't tell if I'm being duped and just I'm a rube and I'm going, oh, wow. Look, for example, like I don't know if we could pull it up, but Adobe just released a ad for their new uh, Photoshop and stuff by, uh, powered with AI. Yeah. And Is that it's, the one that uses Getty? Uh, I, I don't know, but it's, it's, uh -huh. uh, it's obviously... It's in beta and um, yeah, that's got to be it. If you could play the yeah, video, here we go. so if it, so, this is obviously an ad and it's still in beta. But if it does work like this, that's pretty well to be like. It means that Photoshop will be accessible to everyone. Let's see. But I can't imagine it working this well for the audio listener. I'm so sorry. So you basically just circle something and you go. Oh, I want it to look like this. Can you put in a yellow road lines? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Holy God. You know, I just want you to get generative fill is what this is. This tool is called. All right. Let's but look see. at. I mean, just select the thing. Now he's in a fucking street alley. Wet out. Okay. <laughs> it's a. You know. Oh, hmm. can you clear? The, can you put a little sign there for me? It's basically showing for the audio listener. It's uh uh. You just highlight something and then the little thing pops up and says, describe what you want it to see. Frozen lake. Frozen lake with reflections. Boom. There. There's the frozen lake with reflections. Again, this is a fucking Different iterations ad. This of is an too. ad. This is not someone actually yeah. using it. And I'm sure this is very, I mean. <laughs> Jeez Louise. I'm sure this is very aspirational. I can't imagine it working this well. <sighs> but if they can, if they can do it, that's fucking I'd like to quote the villain from The Incredibles, uh, the first one when he said, when everyone is super, no one will be. Syndrome. And it's a, a, yeah, Syndrome, thank you. That's who he was. By the way, I feel so bad for people with red hair. In every Disney movie, they make the fucking, the red-haired person the evil, sinister one. Like, if you're a kid with red hair watching Disney movies, you gotta feel like shit. If you're uh, a kid with red hair. Another fucking red-headed evil villain. Great. Awesome. Is that true? Yeah. But then they made up for it by making that Brave movie about the Irish woman who can shoot arrows or something. Yeah, no one liked Brave, though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What's that? Anna from Frozen. Is that, a is that a bad one? 
No, she had red hair. Anna from Frozen. Well, there goes my whole theory about red hair being villains. But that's not Pixar. Okay. Thank you. What's not Pixar? Frozen? Frozen Frozen is Disney. Disney. Pixar. Isn't it? No. No? Okay. Well, anyway, let's continue. (laughs) So NVIDIA, you would think that they, they made insane amounts of money and they really didn't it's they they uh uh their revenues came in at 7.2 billion versus six and a half billion expected um but i think that was the big ripping is that they beat well no it was that they that their quarter two estimates they um they projected about 11 billion dollars whereas wall street was expecting 7.2 so just like all of a sudden boom a big thing a big boost in that and i mean it's a couple of things. It's kind of like Tesla 2.0 back when Tesla was just absolutely rocketing and it just was the meme stock, the hot stock that everybody was chasing. It's a similar kind of thing that I think we're seeing. And you've got the narrative of AI, which is actually showing concrete numbers right now. But I wonder how sustainable it is for them in particular. Cause you've got, I'm sure that a lot of this is coming from like Google and Microsoft and the likes of like Amazon, these big We're companies. AI race. Yeah, placing these big <laughs> orders mm-hmm. for these things. But like, is it going to be sustainable? I don't know. Uh, what, like there could be another big shiny thing that all these companies. No, but like, how many times do they need to keep re upping? True. You know? Yeah, I, I really don't know. But well, uh, I can imagine they are going to keep working on faster and more powerful. Yeah. Machines. Well, and that's the other thing is all these companies have their own in-house AI um, initiatives that they're working on. So, but I know that NVIDIA is like miles ahead of them all and it's going to take everybody a long time to catch up and they're all doing specific things that are specific to their business models and... Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. But either way, there's an interesting quote here from the CEO, Jensen Huang. He says, he said in the conference call, the computer industry is going through two simultaneous transitions, accelerated computing and generative AI. But so, yeah. NVIDIA's jump is like single-handedly, I mean, this week it looked like the NASDAQ and the S&P were going to go firmly in the red this week. I mean, they are in the red this week, but it's been buoyed back up single-handedly by NVIDIA because then it boosted AMD and it boosted uh, SMCI and it boosted Broadcom. Everybody's now like, oh, AI is here to save the day. And the bubble continues. But like the breadth is still, there's this 20, April 25th, I got this research note from JP Morgan. Their global market strategies team pointed out on April 25th that the, uh, this is the narrowest stock leadership in an up market since the 1990s. And they called it mega cap crowding and added that the current level of mega crap, mega crap, mega crap, really good. Mega crap crowding implies that the risk of recession is not priced into markets. Um, and there were four four of the six periods where breadth was the weakest occurred near market peaks, including in December 99, July and September 2000, and October 
Well, luckily, looking back on those times, nothing bad happened after that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But also... Everything was great. There's the old adage that the market can remain um, irrational longer than you can remain solvent. So I would expect this kind of thing to just kind of continue and chug ever higher because... Until I, I think that it's going to be the because there's been all these warnings from these banks and these researchers that like, oh, the earnings recession is going to catch up to us. And all of this, all of these things are eventually going to catch up. But I think it's going to be like the the wagon's going to keep on chugging along until all the wheels literally fall off. And that's the only thing that's going to stop it. It's just going to go until it finally just peaks. And by then we'll probably be back at all time highs. I think that's my prediction. Yeah. Um but oh god. There's more predictions here. Give them to me. Yeah, so the, the, well this is off of what this guy from Nomura, Charlie McElligot said. He said the equities market can continue to absolutely party until the end game arrives and it can take much longer than you think despite things breaking along the way, just ripping out hearts in the meantime as we continue to fend off worry after worry where pervasive skepticism and cynicism keep sentiment <clears throat> and positioning light. Feeding a buyers are higher paying trade melt up with risk assets in the meantime. Meaning what though? Like so, you guys can all sit around and worry about you know a bad economy, yes. the, the interest, the, the interest rates being hiked. But you know, but investors are going to look at what's going on with all you know innovative AI and are still going to be happy to pump those up. There's a lot of people that are on the sidelines. That's why he said positioning right. is light, and there's a lot of skepticism and worry and cynicism. But that feeds into the other old adage of bull markets climb a wall of worry. That's what they do. So like it's it's not that they, it just goes up with eternal optimism and everything is rosy. You got all these sayings. I, I'm, There's a lot I'm of picturing thing. you just in uh, in a suit in a Wall Street office. You got suspenders on. Sell in May and go a, away. A bull market climbs a wall of worry. They do. Um, but, I just kicked you out of my office. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, old man. The question, I mean, we talked about AI and and the comparison to blockchain. The question, I think, is how quickly and practically companies are actually going to be able to utilize it. I mean, BuzzFeed is an example that comes to mind where it could actually work straight away, where they can just start generating content pretty easily, because that's been a thing. I mean, AI-generated content is nothing new, but... In other cases where it's like customer service type shit, I don't think that right. That's I don't gonna... see the huge. Uh, they might, they might save some money, but like, haven't at they been at what cost? But and haven't they been doing that forever with yeah. you know people fucking screaming at phones going represent represent? You know, it's been so. I understand sparse. you'd like to talk to a representative. Uh, yeah, you're not gonna. It's not like you're gonna wipe out an entire workforce. Uh, it does make sense with for. The Photoshop thing, for example, that actually could bring in a lot of new users where sure. there was maybe a barrier to entry if it works. I'm still very skeptical yeah. about all of these things. But if it does work like that, you could have people who maybe were intimidated by Photoshop going, oh, no, I could I could use it. Too many tools in Photoshop. You give me, I, I still don't even know what the burn tool is. Some graphic designer out there is screaming. Screaming at us. Let me know in the comments what the burn tool does. But I, yeah, I don't know. The, at this point, I don't buy the whole, I think there's this story that 
it's going to turn you into your own, you know, you don't need a graphic designer anymore. You're going to, you're going to be able to just type it into mid journey. And have you seen those, uh, compilations of the, the logos it's asked? It's yeah, they're been asked dog to, shit. Right. They're terrible. Logos. Uh, <laughs> but that could just be a, a matter of someone putting in a shitty prompt. True. If you're good at prompting, mm -hmm. then you could churn out something amazing. I don't know. I still think people prefer people. I prefer a person. I, I think that, that this kind of thing will lead to a kind of pushback. People f prefer people. Yeah, I'm, I guess it depends, though. I think younger people are going to rely on it more and more. Yeah. <sighs> what? It's just It's just depressing. It's depressing to think about. And I do wonder where this takes us. If we're going to start having the UBI conversation sooner than later, and if it's going to come up next year in the election cycle, as as a as a as a real thing, as more and more jobs get Trump, taken, and these companies just make Trump and Biden are going to talk about UBI. Oh God! You so you think it's going to be Trump and not DeSantis? After By the way, it's DeSantis. Apparently, that's how he pronounced it himself, his own name. <laughs> the only way people are going to pronounce it or the way fucking trump says it the that is so true i think after yesterday his launch i mean what a fucking disaster he, <laughs> he he couldn't get it going and then not only not only could he not get it going on the for those of you who don't know ron DeSantis announced his um presidency via twitter spaces yesterday and with a whole host of technical difficulties there was just periods of all you could hear were people clearing their throats and going, uh, sorry, we're trying to figure out what's going on here. And <clears throat> by the time he finally announced, most of the people had left. Uh, and How many were in there total? Like 800,000? Like I think at one point there was a bunch. Yeah. But I think so, the majority had left because they were like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Um, Elon Musk was trying to explain what was going on. Uh, but Trump... Was, oh, he was hot on He was meat. truthing. <laughs> yeah. There was, if we can find his truths real quick, there was two specifically. One, uh, okay, so here's one of his truths. Which is, Rob, my red button is bigger, better, stronger, and is working. Truth, yours does not. Per my conversation with Kim Jong-un of North Korea, soon to become my friend. I don't, I don't even know what that one means. But then, can you pull up the rocket one? Why does he call him Rob DeSantis? So he... This was <laughs> so he he truthed uh, an image of a rocket a rocket trying to launch and he's got Ron twenty twenty four on. Nobody's got it. He's he's mocking uh, Jeb, the Jeb with an exclamation point. He's got Ron with an exclamation. Ah, uh, okay, okay. But this one was honestly my favorite. This next one, um, he's got. He's got the Twitter spaces that he's saying is is uh, is Ron DeSantis announcing, and he's got Elon Musk in there, Ron DeSantis, George Soros, Dick Cheney, Adolf Hitler, the devil, the FBI, the FBI. and Klaus, whatever his name is from the World Economic Forum. Uh, let's nope. just hear a little bit of it. Oh, this is real? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mute, George. <laughs> Dick Cheney keeps coughing. Dick, could you try not to cough on that? <laughs> Okay, so how are we going to take out Trump, you guys? Uh, uh, guys from the FBI, 
This is not a private call. This is a public Twitter space. Everyone can listen in. God damn it. It's obviously very corny, but you know, people are, people are uh, living anyway, guys, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that is very this, funny. Uh, this oh, Twitter space. So governor Ron DeSantis could, <coughs> everyone just shut the hell up so I can make my announcement. Okay. You go girl. Wait, the devil is gay. So what? Everyone in this call is gay. Truly. How is Dick Cheney still alive? Isn't he like 80 something? All right. That's enough of the whole, but well, and Trump, they have a Trump log on at the end. You can actually jump to the end to hear. It's so corny. Um, keep going maybe a little bit. <laughs> oh, there he is. There he is. Elon, the real president is going to say a few words. The devil, I'm going to kick your ass very soon. Hitler, you're already dead. Dick Cheney sounds like you'll be joining Hitler very soon. Klaus Schwab and George Soros, I'm putting both your asses in jail. And Ron DeSanctimonious can kiss my big, beautiful 2024 presidential ass. Trump oh, 2024, my baby. God. Let's go. It's it's the it's it's the WWE. That's uh, okay. From now until November 2024 is going it's to be, be a fucking nightmare. Endless or entertaining depending on on your perspective. It's going to be an, a very entertaining nightmare. Oh man. Oh, I guess I can't guess I can't wait. Guess can't wait for what? Can't wait for it. It's going to be entertaining. Strap me. I in. don't think. I don't know. I can see the mountain, and the the plane is accelerating, and and the nose is pointed downward, and I'm just. You know what? Actually, I'm not strapped in. I'm unbuckling my seatbelt and just going. Turn me into mush. The only entertaining nightmare I think I would like is. So I don't know if you saw, but there was a there was a story circulating where Hillary Clinton was like thinking about no, it. No, she was basically saying, you know, I can understand why the Joe Biden age thing is a concern. Uh huh. And so people were like, wait, is she, is you that Hillary Do it. music? Go for it. But that's, I was like. Let's get a Clinton-Trump remake. I think that would be very funny. That would be very funny and and so entertaining. And if that happens. I think she would win. I would do anything for um, Bernie to join the race. As her, as her uh, co-founder, as her vice president. No, what? Oh, like just to run? Yeah, like in oh, 2016. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Let's just repeat 2016. Let's everybody collectively gets a big do-over, part two, the rematch. I think that she would win because I think that everybody that didn't go out and vote because they thought that it was in the bag. I think would, Bernie might win if Bernie ran against Hillary and Trump. Well, he's running for the Democratic primary, mm-hmm. and then would eventually have to. Let's fucking ditch the primaries, man. Can we just go, like, let's get, yeah, instead of one Democrat and one Republican, whoever wants to run, let them run, man. And then we, we win that way. Whoever gets the most electoral votes wins. Not the first of 270. Anyway. <laughs> Twitter's got its problems. But, yeah, do I think um, Ron will be it? No. Yeah. Do you think that Instagram's Twitter competitor can uh, can take on Twitter? I say absolutely. So, so do I. Honestly, I it's been awesome. I can't believe how long it's taken anyone to step up and just make a it's Twitter's pretty simple. It's a text-based app that like has video compatibility and yes. You know, but every company people are like, "I'm going over to Mammoth." It's like, "Okay, have fun, dude." <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean I have to join different servers or like blue <clears throat> Can we pull up some of the uh Screenshots of of this of the Instagram, of the Instagram Twitter competitor. Vara is, it looks 
visually pleasing. So this is from um, The Verge. This is yeah, but they got it from uh, fuck Leah Haberman. Her Substack. She reported on her in case you missed it Substack newsletter, um, and it's supposed to be a leaked marketing slide with details about the potential Twitter killer. So it would be its own app. However, you would it would migrate all of your existing followers over to it. And anyone you have blocked, yeah, words you have blocked, all that stuff. It would basically have the same. Uh, is there a timeline as to when the? I don't think there is. No, I mean this is all. It's all some like. Uh, it's got like a. It's a code name project yeah. that I don't even think they've announced it. I think it would absolutely. But apparently they are shipping out some kind of beta version for big creators and stuff to yeah. see if they like it. And to get feedback, I'm sure. This, I think... Truly just make Twitter the way it was before and people will be so happy. Well, and when you... I think the big killer is the fact that it's an existing social media site that allows you to migrate all your followers over to a new place. Because otherwise, starting from zero at a new thing just feels forced and it feels... It's it's cheesy, it's corny. With this, you kind of know what you're getting. And um, everybody's just been, everybody on Twitter, I feel like, has just been waiting for something yeah. like this. I've signed up for a few, I signed up for the, did you hear about that one, The Post? No. It's too many. Uh, I know. It was Blue Sky. That one I felt was maybe, because I used to like Twitter as a kind of roundup of news. Yeah. And so The Post was kind of for journalists, but I was just like, ah, I've just like lost interest. You guys... They couldn't roll out an app quick enough. Mammoth, I was just like, what fucking server am I supposed also, to pick? Also, what shitty name? Yeah. And then Blue Sky, people were stoked about. But, no. Uh, I went on it once and was like, eh, it just looks like dead Twitter. It just looks like a, a ghost town. Yeah, well, I think that's another, like, Instagram will, if they started one, it would immediately have users. and Exactly. And people would probably be pretty stoked to be pumping shit out to their Yes. Well, everybody, uh, I think that just about does it. We're gonna we're gonna leave you with um we're gonna leave you with the uh, Damon John interview. We'll cut to it right now. So um, oh yeah, it's a super fun one. It's a super fun one. So stick around. He's very fun and very interesting, and had a lot of cool shit to say. And we asked such good questions. We did a good job. We did a good job. So thank you as always for sticking around. We love you so much. And we'll see you in After Hours. Good boy. Folks, we got a very special guest for you today. He is uh, the People's Shark from Shark Tank and uh, myriad other things. Uh, Damon John, everybody. And we got a round of applause. We'll put that in post. Yeah, we'll put that in the post. Thank you so much for taking the time. We're, we're here promoting your, your book, Little Damon Learns to Earn. Which is Thank you uh, so much. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, you know, um, it, it is it is a book that I, I did not think or well, I was hoping that it would do well, but I didn't know if it would do that well. And I put it out about, about six weeks ago. It hit new uh, uh, Amazon number one book in the entire country, potentially in the entire world. You never Whoa. know for about about an hour. No, about a day, which was absolutely Jeez. amazing of all books. And um, 
And it is about financial intelligence as well as entrepreneurship for kids five to 10 years old. It went on to New York Times bestseller for, I think, about three or four weeks. Um, but the, I'm not saying that to brag that, oh, I'm this and that. But it's because America voted. America said that we want financial intelligence and these type of things to be taught to our children. Um, and, it, uh, you know, I guess hopefully I'm using my, my public platform for something bigger and better because I'm sure there are many 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 other products and books and things like that made by educators and amazing people that don't have the resources and the public's attention to get it out there so hopefully this has now caused this momentum I know that Florida and Texas are trying to uh, start putting uh, entrepreneurship and uh, financial education in schools but Mm. The bottom line is for the last, uh, you know, 80 years or even further than that, we were never taught financial intelligence in school because the school system is working off of the old system of us being in the industrial age where they taught us how to build ships to go to war or be a good employee. But today, if uh, a child has no financial intelligence, they're not teaching us about taxes, about credit. But at 18 years old, you can acquire five to probably $700,000 worth of student debt for a career you're not certain you want to have, nothing against higher education. We're setting our children up to fail, and we need to to, to change that narrative, whether it's me or anybody else. Wow, you really did. Uh, you saw an opportunity, and you, you struck it there. Because, um, yeah, that's actually a point that we wanted to get to, is that the, the education system is woefully... Um, lacking in all of that kind of education, especially including and especially for, like you said, ages five to ten. But yeah, throughout. I don't know. Speak for yourself. I kind of think maybe we should have uh, all our kids learning how to make tanks and and, and ships. And ships. <laughs> you know, we, I, I want to be ready. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's a good. <laughs> my partner here makes a good point. We do we do need children to be working as well. Because I, I wait. Oh. Where was it? Was it Florida that they that they were busting kids for working at McDonald's? Yeah. I- I didn't say our kids don't need to work, but I want them to see how uh, the money works and right. so that they are have better access of success. So they're going to build themselves a tank. They got all the money for the materials. No, I'm, I'm, I was mostly joking. I, I think it's a great idea. I think there's a, there's a clear, I mean, as someone who went through the American public schools, you know, you kind of, you realize you're 22, 23 years old and you're like, how does anything work? No one told me yeah. right. about basic shit. Do uh, you have Do you have any hope in the American education system to kind of be reformed and to change in the next decade? Or do you think that that's up to entrepreneurs like yourself to kind of take charge and and uh, create things that that the education system is lacking in? No, you know, so so I think there's two things in the education. So first of all, I am a I am a huge fan of of this country and and the, the people in this country. So I will always see the brighter side of things. I think this is the greatest country on the planet. Um, and I think there's two things that are in our system or lacking in our system that are not a conspiracy or not this and that. Now, I'm not Mark Cuban wants to take on big pharma and he's right. Right. They are killing people. And there is a lot of people who need help and drugs and various other things. And I do think there's a lot of uh, uh, people who are just trying to take as much as they can. I don't think in whether it's nutrition or I think um, in financial intelligence, I don't think there's anybody in our entire school system saying, let's 
let's feed our kids the worst things possible with no nutrition so we can make money off them 20 years later when they have cancer or diabetes. I do not believe that at all. I do not believe anybody saying let's not teach them financial intelligence so we can, I don't know, bankrupt them years from now. That is not happening. And I think that education turns very slowly. But what I am seeing is these schools who are saying we need to change this. But I think that books like this that I put out or that you may put out or anybody will pull out when you start to see them working you start to get a competitive or a competition going why are schools in missouri doing better than schools here 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 and the good thing about educators is they will start scraping that data and saying this is why it's working Hmm. this is why it's working and they need to make an adjustment i think we're going to see it within 10 years um, I, I'm almost positive we will see a, 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 a significant change within 10 years. I sure hope you're right. Is this why you call yourself the people's shark? No, you know, I, I think I, I was called the people's shark uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, I think that when people come on Shark Tank and they have a, you know, they have a million dollars in the bank and they're asking for another million, I think that there are places to pitch those type of businesses, but the everyday American who is living paycheck to paycheck can't relate to that. And the platform of Shark Tank was created because you did not have any money. You had no place to go and you risked it all. And you basically said, let me come to the Sharks because they're th- th- I need this. I cannot go to a bank. And so I really rip people a new one mm. when they come on there because you're taking away the slot of another person who may need it. And I think that that's where it comes from, as well as I love investing in people. Right. You know, I, I believe in people. You know a thing or two about getting rejected yourself because uh, the, the first company you started, FUBU, and for those of us, for those in the audience who don't know what FUBU is, it is, uh, how would you characterize the street it? streetwear brand. I would, ca- I would characterize it as like the first breakthrough streetwear brand that really, I don't know, broke through the mainstream, right? I think, yeah, I think that's an accurate way. A, a, a hip hop, uh, a brand that was made for hip hop and people loved it. Streetwear brand, a first hashtag of clothing, right? For us, by us, that broke through and went mainstream. There were two and three other people that influenced me that uh, uh, Calk and I and uh, Cross Colors and uh, uh, Dapper Dan. Uh, they didn't at that point had made it to really mainstream globally. And that's what FUBU did. And uh, yeah, and, that, and that's who it is. For us, by us. And it was all about hip hop and uh, empowering a, an entire generation of people who loved hip hop. Right. And I was reading that 27 banks turned you down for yeah. loans. Yeah. I mean, and you had already had sales at that point, right? Like, what do you attribute I, that to? I attribute to not having financial intelligence in school because ah. I got to tell you, the way that I filled out those loans, I wouldn't have gave myself the money either. I didn't know what I was talking about. You know, because at the end of the day, people think it's not the bank's job to give you money. You you need to go to the bank and show them how will they make money off of the money they loan you. And, you know, a lot of people rather give away 50 or 20 or whatever percentage of their company. The bank doesn't want any of your company. They don't want to take your house. They don't want to take anything else. They just want... 3%, 5%, 8%, 9% 3%, 5%, 8%, 9% off of their money. And I was not able to articulate, whether on paper or in person, how I could actually return that capital. I kept hmm. thinking about my own needs. Man, I'm going to make this hot. Yeah. You know how many people wearing my shirt? LL wearing my shirt. It's a good statement on LL wearing my shirt, but how about 
LL, one of the top music artists, is wearing my shirt. And if I, if you look at a video that's paid 300 times across the country with somebody who would normally have to pay, I don't know, $20,000 for that commercial, well, think about how much equity we have in advertising and marketing. And now I take that over to a, a, a reputable manufacturer that can deliver those clothes. Think about all the money we would make. That's a different conversation than, yo, this it, it, hot out here. Everybody love this, it. This is why I can't run a bank. I mean, you come in, you tell me ladies love cool James is wearing your shirt. I'm 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 investing. <laughs> well, you know what? Open a bank thing because I got a lot of those type of things. <laughs> and I'd be the banker going, Well, sir, um LL Cool J certainly is is interesting, but unfortunately I'm going to need to see some kind of um business plan other than the young man wearing the shirt. <laughs> and then I was young. I always used to be business plan. I plan to do some business. Yeah. That's exactly what was my business plan. Do you think that uh, it was easier then to start a business or easier now? And I feel like I know what you're going to say, but please go ahead. Absolutely now. Yeah. There was no smartphones. There was no internet. I can open up a phone right now and open up a Shopify account. My, my, you know, the, 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 the amount of people I can sell to standing on the corner was the amount of people that drove by the corner. I can open up a, a Shopify account. I can create a merchant account. I can then take your money, whether it is Zelle or Cash App, and I can hit you all around the world. Right. That's but, it. But do you think that makes it harder to maybe break through and sh you know shine, rise above the others? Because there, it seems like entrepreneurship is on the rise heavily, and um, now it's now it's about how do you how do you break through that? I mean, everyone's Instagram is probably full of ads for a company you've never heard of. How do you how do you kind of build? I've I feel like I've been burned. We've talked about it on our show where you buy, you know, they're really good at doing the branding, and you you get an ad where you're like, man, that shirt looks perfect. I'm gonna order it. It gets to your house, you put it on, and you're like, this is the worst fitting shirt I've ever had, and so, and then you, go, I'm never gonna buy something from them again. But I mean, how do you how do you now build a company where there's there's trust and, um, you know, a company you can rely on and that you really want to give your money to. It is easier now, but you are absolutely correct. It's easier, and guess what? Everybody can do it. Right, so exactly. now you have to separate yourself. But how do you build it is the same exact way that you always build it. You know, what you're doing right now is all you're doing is putting this stuff on a different platform. If you would have mm -hmm. bought that shirt and they would have put it in a bag, now you most likely would be able to try it on. But right. there, let's say there was other defects on the shirt for whatever reason. You wash it, falls apart. You take that shirt back to the store, and they say, well, that's your problem, buddy. Right. You're never going back to that store again. The same thing with people when you buy it and you like, I want to send it back. You pick up the phone and be like, or excuse me, DM people or whatever. Hey, I don't like the shirt. If they don't answer you back, well, you're never buying it again either. It's the same thing. You have to have customer service. You have to say, I'm sorry, how can we make this better for you? Because, you know, a customer that's is disgruntled with you, if you pay attention to them, they are four times more likely to become a a big ambassador for you than anything else. So it is always going to be the same uh, fundamentals of business. It's just a different platform that we're on. So do, so do you think if you were starting FUBU today, you would have done things differently or you probably would have? Oh, way different, way different. So because, I mean, think about FUBU today. FUBU today, it wouldn't be new to have poor African-American owners, right? It wouldn't be new that it was related to clothing. So what would FUBU be today? I probably, with retail, not knowing who they want to be when they grow up. Today, I probably have one representative, uh, a, a male and one female in each college, and they would probably get, you know, I'd probably have it, you know, worked with some kind of financial institution where they would get three or four hundred dollars worth of FUBU that is worth twelve hundred and allow them to sell it 
very much like an Avon, uh, uh, you know, type of product. And the more they sell, the more kind of, uh, you know, education we give them, how to be better on social media, how to be better in finance and various other other things from TikTok or whatever digital platforms we would, or digital curriculums. And then they would, mm. they would get rewarded from it. Uh, that's what it would be. Now I would have 2 million stores that literally are in college tweeting and texting and doing all this type of stuff to sell it. Interesting approach. Uh, so you had the cool, like arguably the coolest brand in the 90s. Can you talk a bit about what that was like? Like, did you just feel like you were on top of the damn world? Like you've got the coolest brand and all the coolest artists are wearing your clothes. You got to have some stories, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, I also had a healthy paranoia that I felt like this thing was going to be over soon. Like the other shoe was going to drop. Like, yeah. You're gonna come after me, and 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 they did in various ways. But I also, you know, was like, how could I be better tomorrow for people? Because now that I've gotten to this level, you know, and I always would would be very intimidated mentally by going, how does Nike do it? Right. So <laughs> what what was the other shoe that dropped for you? Just like, did you see sales decline or anything? Of course, yeah. things happen. Planes crash into buildings, people start nesting and saying, you know, I don't want to get out there. Or a kid has four years of um, FUBU in their closet in, in, in high school and they go to college and they say, you know what, I, I want to change up the way that I'm dressing. Right. Um, other competitors come into the market and, uh, you know, they are, they're, they're very big, you know, Puff and Jay and they're very notable names and they don't have to worry if somebody else in a video is wearing it. All they got to do is put it in their own. So, you know, you get a lot of competition and competition is healthy. Um, and, and you know, so that happened. It, but that's the that's the good part of business. If you are ready and you are like you have this kind of healthy paranoia. Well, then I got to I got to take food and I got to buy Kuji or I got to buy Etonic or I got to buy other brands so that I can kind of build a bigger moat around me. And I'm going to buy other brands. And, you know, you fail at a couple of them. some of them succeed. And then all of a sudden somebody calls you and says, Hey, we got a new show called shark tank. I heard you're an angel investor. You're buying brands. You want to come on the show? And you go, yeah, why not? And 15 years later, I'm one trillionaire, you know, talking. To guys and <laughs> I mean, I would say that time. this is the pinnacle right yeah. here. You've reached the apex. That's it. This that, is where no, that's it. people strive to be on the show. We are constantly turning down offers left and right money being thrown at us. It's really overwhelming. Hundred percent. I, you know, this has been a long time that I've been. I, I was thinking about trying to get on the show back in the nineties <laughs> <laughs> when I was in. I, also, I was a bar mitzvah boy. I also feel the need to say, you know, we were working on a book called Little Ben and Emil Learn to Earn before we knew about yours. So if you uh, see that, and we were glad to hear that, you know, you're not super uh, litigious or anything. So well, also we, you're going for the five to ten market. We're going. That's really incidentally. I mean, we're going for eleven to like twenty. So there's room for both uh, of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's room for all of us. All yeah. right. Yeah, that's the crew. So absolutely. I love it. I love it. So Shark Tank. Well, okay. A couple things, actually. I, I want to know, when did you feel like you really made it? And you felt like, okay, I'm safe now. I'm secure. Because, I mean, you grew up, you you funded you fu- you funded FUBU yourself. You worked part-time at uh, Red Lobster. Uh, yeah. I, got a, I worked at a seafood restaurant, too. Um it didn't traumatize me at all, but yeah. There, do you do you still have dreams where you're where you're working at Red Lobster? By the way, do you still have those panic dreams of like, oh my god, my shift's starting and I don't know where my pants are? No. Okay. Um, well, 
<laughs> you you've grown past it. Your dreams have evolved, and now it's like, oh my god, we don't have enough inventory to sell Fubu. I think I, I think I finally felt like I had made I, I had some level of success in my like around thirty five, thirty seven. I had um maybe maybe yeah about thirty seven, thirty eight. I felt like I didn't need materialistic things anymore mm. to try to. Uh, Keep, it wasn't keeping up with Jones. It was like, well, I just thought I'm supposed to buy expensive things to to, and I loved them. But after you bought it the first or second time, you go, all right, that's a beautiful car. And after a little while, about five years, you realize you have all these cars, but your friends use them more than you did. Hmm. Um, and you really just narrow down on what's really important to you. I realized I had I had a good amount of money in the bank, but I had more importantly, I had financial intelligence because I I'd almost went bankrupt twice when I was broke and once when I had ten million in the bank. Wow. And um, and I had way more than that after that period of time. I had been able to survive after that. And I realized I didn't have to necessarily depend on either being famous or having a great idea. I can now invest in other ideas. I don't need to be famous and I don't need all these big things around me because I don't care. And uh, yeah, I think it was around 38. I'm 50, uh, 54 now. So right around that time. And I really started my career with FUBU in 19. Oh, no, 20. So about, it, took, it took about 20 years. Wow. Damn. Yeah, there's a great quote. I'm going to totally butcher it. But George Harrison from the Beatles is talking about how, uh, you know, they had more money than they could have ever dreamed by the time they were in their late 20s. And they realized very quickly that, oh, my God, this thing that everybody lusts after and spends their whole life chasing, they realized early on that it's not everything and that there's more to life than that. For him, it was spirituality, but um, yeah. So Shark Tank- For us, it's revenge. Yeah, for us, it's totally revenge. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for reminding me. For us, that's what what drives us at the end of the day. That's Uh, right, revenge. So- uh, with Shark Tank, we know that you've got a few successful. What, would you say that Bombas was your most successful investment? The socks. Bombas is the most successful in Shark Tank history out of all companies that have wow. been invested in Shark Tank. No way! I thought it was Sponge Daddy. No, Scrub Daddy is Scrub number Daddy. two. Scrub Daddy, Scrub, suck me. it, Scrub Daddy. Yeah, suck it, Scrub Daddy. You. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and that's and I and that and a lot of people say that any investment I regret. That's the only one I regret. Um, uh, you know, trying to do a deal with because I actually went after that one. Other ones, you know, if I didn't go after it, I don't care. But I went after that one, and Lori, uh, Lori beat me to it, and and Lori did a great job with it. How is there not room for everybody? If you if you all after the cameras are off, can't you just go? All right, uh, count me in. Like I'll give you an extra five hundred grand, whatever. Yeah, there's always room, but what happens is we see so many people that you know somebody else is coming through the door next. If Lori beat me on it, um. It's not like it's like okay, whatever, good for you. You don't see the results on if the thing's gonna work that day or that year, even. Of course, you right. know, you you see it four or five years later, and sometimes these things go to zero, come back. You know, you re re you know re reconfigure the thing. So it, it's not an easy and clear answer to what success is or failure is with any of these companies. These are real businesses, right? Uh, are you wearing bombers right now? Uh yeah, I am, of course. I, I would ask you to prove it, but I don't think uh, you're interested in lifting up your feet. <laughs> it's not yeah, a trick. It, it'll be pretty hard because I'm 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 sitting at a tall desk and uh, I wouldn't be able to do so. But absolutely, I don't I don't I don't think I have any other pair of socks. I think I have a pair of maybe stance or something that was given to me a long time ago, and they're there because I never get to them. But I'm overloaded with Bombas. 
Nice. Uh, do you have any outside of Shark Tank? Do you have any companies that you wish you were currently invested in? Like Nvidia just posted. I don't know if you saw that they just posted their earnings, but it's up like twenty seven percent after hours. Are there any investments like that that you look back on and go, God, how did I miss that? Um, you know, I get pitched a lot. I did, but so I gotta just put it in context. I get pitched a lot, so I got pitched Uber, um, and I, I turned that down. But if I would have invested in that. And I would invest in all the other ones. I would have probably been negative several, like maybe twenty million dollars, right? So, um, Uber was the only one that I actually passed on that I could think about being a massive success. Um, none of really the other ones that I uh, that that I I wish I would have invested in. Huh. What's it? What what kind of success rate are we looking at from your shark your Shark Tank uh, investments? Are you losing a lot, or are you are, are they pretty successful across the board? No, Shark Tank. I think <clears throat> I think you have like out of ten, you have about four that go to zero, mm-hmm. right? Another another three that are kind of on the fence. Here it goes. Uh, you know, maybe it'll work out or not. And then another uh, maybe one out of the final three are doing decent, and then two rock stars. Okay. Scrub Daddy and uh, Bombas. Sorry, Bombas and then Scrub Daddy. Yeah. A distant number two. Yeah. Well, you know, I think he's doing pretty well. But, you know, mine my, my would be, uh, you know, Bombas socks. It would be the tentacle. It would be. What's Aqua the tentacle? Balls. Tentacle is. Uh, it, oh, look, it he's got like it. A, suction, a little suction cup. Um, And, uh, you know, it has tentacles on it. And you can put your phone on it. And it, it, can you have any tentacles around it? It's in front of my bag. In the front of that black bag, and then you can put the suction cups anywhere you want to wrap it around things, and it keeps your phone in place. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. I know those. I, I want to invest in those hats, whatever those hats are. You got them in the, like triple XL oh, for my giant Nog- head. Noggin Boss, they just did a really great Nog- deal. Um, <laughs> Noggin Boss, they're really cool guys. So I, you know, I, I, I think that that one is going to be big, but it didn't get to that point just yet because again, these are real businesses. So here, here, here is the tentacle right here. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. And it wraps around and, and does all kind of stuff in suction cups. So it's really a good. bajillion ways to use. A bajillion ways. Oh, yeah. It's a car mount. I need to get one of those in my yeah, truck. Yeah, absolutely. So do you own, a, do you uh, do you invest in stocks at all? Or is it just, are you one of those who only goes for businesses? Like, like uh, sorry, like um, angel investing. I love stocks. Um, so I always tell people that, uh, you know, the reason I'm on Shark Tank and the, the, is to work with people because if I need to make money or lose money, uh, you know, I send it over to the market. They don't dust off Steve Jobs and ask, and and he comes and asks me how to fix a damn computer. I just either make money or not. You know, I mean, we look at Amazon over the last, uh, I think, two or three weeks. I mean, as they call it, my buddy, uh, you know, uh, Wall Street Made, who's my stock guy, always says, "Listen, the generals are starting to wake up." Yeah, you know, which are the 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 big boys and girls, and Amazon is went, uh, I think, up ten percent over the last. Uh, Three weeks. I mean, that is a hundred billion dollar increase, uh, yeah. and all the generals are starting to wake up now, and and that's great, you know. Um, you know, but you, you just play stocks, the long game on it. That's I've been through the. I made a lot of money on uh a one day a day trade on, on Apple maybe fifteen years ago, and I thought I was Gordon Gecko, and I look at the money that I took out of that market, that I had in Apple, and I want to kick myself. Oh sure. It would have been thirty million dollars. Oh today. my God! Was it an options yeah. play or just like a, a day trade, just with common shares? 
Well, you know, I know it was in the day trade. I had it in for about six months. This thing okay. spiked. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, let me take it out. No. So, of course, I, I, I didn't know any better. I, oh. I knew I knew well enough to go into the market, but um, I it wasn't capital gains. It was standard taxed. Right. right? And and I would have parlayed that and just kept it in. It would have been worth way more. So the gift and the curse of the TD Ameritrade and the Robin Hoods, you have too much access. Oh. Just put Bloody it away. Yeah. You know what they say? It's it not about timing the market it's about time in the market yes in the market do you uh what are your thoughts on this um this uh rapidly inflating ai bubble where you've got the the market leaders being nvidia microsoft apple google just these like four or five behemoth mega cap names just single-handedly lifting the market do you think that it's something that's uh, kind of like blockchain version 2.0 or is it more real? And I don't know. I don't think power? it's blockchain. This is, this is a new way. I think this is a new Google, but the, the, the same, the same as I call them the generals, those are the generals that pulled us down too in the market. Cause when they start to suffer, everything does. Right. Um, uh, AI is the way that we're going. Um, I am nowhere near a professional or maybe even not even a novice at this point with it. Um, it it's the new way of the world. Bitcoin, is not necessarily a new way of the world. That's one form of a financial instrument. And but AI will exist and does exist in almost every aspect of our lives. Um, so I, I do think that they are dominating it and controlling a lot of it. And uh, I don't know if there's a bubble on it because it's just a new way we're communicating. And right? that's kind of why we wanted to bring you here today. We have a pitch kind of related to AI. Me and Ben separately, uh, you know, you get our personalities onto AI and uh, we're basically basically your AI boyfriends. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Not your boyfriend, but someone's yeah. boyfriend. I, I, You know, the royal your, you know what I mean? And so I'm sorry, you're going to be people's boyfriend on AI? Uh-huh. Mm. I this is news to me, sir. So no, Ben came up with it with me. No, no. Uh, I I I do think there is that there is some influencer girl who she took our idea. She did take our idea. She's she's um soliciting herself as an AI girlfriend, where people pay I think like a dollar a minute or something like that. It's the one nine hundred days I, all over again. I think that I think that'll work though. I absolutely honest. agree with you. Oh, with us what specifically. Was, what, what was it? What, it you, mean, you mean it's like that movie, right? Where the guy fell in love with this AI. Yeah, her. Her, yeah. But this is him. This is him's. That company I, already I, exists. I, I, Shit. I think that's going to be, I think that it definitely is going to work. Do wow. you, do you, uh, do you invest at all in, in the kind of, you said you're in your fifties, you're 54. Are you at all starting to look into the kind of uh, longevity things, putting, putting things in your body to extend your lifespan? You've got more access to it than us. Tell us what's going on there. No, you know what? I think I'm. I think I'm trying to take things out of my body to expand my my life. Meaning, like a little bit of the metals, the heavy metals, and various ah. other things. Um, uh, the you PFAs. Know. But yeah, I'm 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 into uh, you know a lot of uh, holistic things, red lights, and uh, and um, uh, there's a great eboo machine that 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 really just takes things out of your blood, a lot of the metals and all that type of stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm into a lot of that good stuff. I go to somebody named Gary Brecker, who's an amazing, amazing, uh, he's very well known. You should look him up. Huge shout out to Gary. Uh, do you live in the city, by the way? I live in uh, uh, Miami. Oh, yeah. So a city. We thought uh, you, so you live in we a thought, city. We yeah. thought you were in New Yorker till you die. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I'm in New York right now. I, I have a place here. Where do you guys live? We live in LA. Yeah. LA, all right, very good. Yeah, no, I'm 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 an East Coast guy. 
Yeah. So you're, did you move to Florida for the taxes? No, I'm still a, a New York State res, resident. Oh, okay. You've got your, your domiciled in New York. Very interesting. I'm still domiciled in New York. Not New York City, though. New York State. Okay. Where in uh, New York State? Like your address. Yeah, what's your address? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm upstate I'm upstate somewhere between New York and Buffalo, really close to that area between New York and Buffalo. Got it. So like oh. so like Westchester. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He lives in Westchester. Yeah, for sure. We can narrow that down. <laughs> somewhere in the Hudson Valley. <laughs> somewhere in the Hudson Valley. Uh, let's see. What else did we have here? Oh, do, do you what do you what do you say I frequently I'm in my 30s and I I still feel or recently I've been feeling like, man, the barrier to entry to make any kind of meaningful lasting investment is just too high at this point. You've got things like Rivian IPOing at $120 billion. Real estate prices are higher than they've ever been. It just feels like the 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 time was 10, 20 years ago, and now it's just you're, you're feeding on the leftover scraps from boomers. You know, do you, do you think that that's uh, all hogwash or am I am I nuts? I think there'll all be places to to make money, you, you know, um, an opportunity, um, you know, because I, I believe the Bitcoin and Ethereum will still be decent investments, mm-hmm. um, not knowing any better. But, you know, when people stop talking about it, that's the time you, you, you invest in it. So if you would have bought some of that stuff right around six months ago while everybody was like, it's a fake, it's a fraud, you know, I think that you would have been good. But it's you, you got to invest in things that you're just excited about. Just period, you are excited about and you like. I only invest in things that if it went away, it would disrupt my life. Mm. You know, um, I don't care what people want to say about Zuckerberg, but if, um, you know, if he has touch points of two billion people and he's an acquisition company that will buy, uh, you know, a WhatsApp or uh, all this type of stuff, uh, I know that. If he decided to turn off Instagram and Facebook and you lose 15 years of pictures, your life is ruined and it's over. And I know that I'm going to invest in that. Or what if Uber went away? I mean, you know, the last time an African-American caught a cab, a yellow cab in New York City, I think Elvis was alive. So, you know, I'm going to buy that. You know, if it's if it's Amazon, I mean, you know, they're not building any more stores or retail. So boxes are going to come. Uh, and I'm going to go and eat some, I'm going to go to Whole Foods and get some grocery or I'm going to, you know, be a peeping Tom on ring. So I'm going to, you know, invest in the companies that if they go away, they would, they would, uh, ruin my life. And I think that you can find a lot of upcoming stocks and or companies who've been acquired that I think you can, you can get into. So, so, but just to go back to that question. So you, it's this, this book is aimed at, um, people who are quite young. I'm, I'm wondering if, do you get questions from maybe people in their early 20s who are getting out of college and, you know, feel a bit lost in this economy because there are, it's probably one of our biggest questions from young viewers and listeners is about the fact that they feel locked out of the economy. I mean, I mean, we're in our 30s. It's hard to imagine a time when we'll, when we will own a home. It's, uh, well, we also live in LA, which is (laughs) sure, but But (laughs) it's a, it's extremely difficult for, you know, young people to break into the economy. I guess you just got to persevere, right? I asked him. I know. No, I think you got to think outside the box. I think that Warren Buffett said it best. He said, you know, if you're a good nurse and you become a great nurse, nobody could take that away from you. And to invest in yourself and the skill that something will, that you can take for you for the rest of your life. If you happen to be a a really smart individual and, and you know, social, I mean, let's get the example, you know, it, the workforce sucks today. 
horrible. Kids coming out of college, they send out a couple of tweets and now they're a social media expert. They want $150,000, $200,000. That's fine. You want to dance on videos or even what? what's the site the young ladies are going on and Only making fans. extra money? Huh? Only fans. Yeah. So young men that's as well. Fine. That's fine. But if you know that there is a massive amount of people that have wealth, they have distribution, they have manufacturing, but they don't know social media and they're over here and they're they're ranging from 45 to 70 years old. Uh, you know, two years ago, they had stores that were closed, their customers right down the block. They do not know how to get to their customer. And if you know that you have access to being able to push things out across across the globe and you know, you can say to them, hey. I can move that. Just give me 10%, 20% of that. And these people are like, yeah, whatever. We're just sitting on all inventory. You know how much money you can make every single day by learning how to tap into that and bridge that. Uh, so you just have to find where the opportunities are and you can make millions upon millions and millions of dollars. I see kids do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing dance videos, they were doing dance videos with shoes or glasses or a drink from somebody who's like, I don't know how to move this crap. And they're making millions and millions of dollars. So I think there's a lot of opportunity out there. Where do those people live? What people? Th those people selling all that stuff. I gotta, uh, I gotta ask them. Some go to, you know what? Go down any main street in any town, and you look at half those stores that are closed and the little ones that are open. Go in there and see who's selling to those stores. Mm. Interesting. I knew I shouldn't have spent so much time dancing on TikTok. <laughs> you could. <laughs> I spent too you much. You could be dancing on TikTok. I no, and trust me, there's a company that said, just hold this while you dance on TikTok, and we will give you 50% because we're sitting. The reason why the Burlington and the TJ Maxx's of the world exist is because that's all over goods that people can't sell. Um, and the dollar stores, think about that. All those dollar stores, I think there's, a, if you add Dollar Tree and Dollar General, I think there's 36,000 of them. The reason they exist is because people can't move those goods and they give it to them. Huh. But those are an older generation probably buying them. When's the last time you've seen any millennials go in, oh, I got to go to JCPenney, the dollar store, Burlington Coat Factory. They're using it off of their phone. All you got to do is find a different way to get that pipeline out to them. Right. I remember when uh, Bill Ackman tried to, invest heavily in jc penny because uh, i believe jc penny had just hired the guy who was responsible for designing apple stores and ackman thought this is a surefire thing we're gonna revamp retail and bring people back to the mall and it didn't uh it didn't pan out did it not gonna work like that it's all gonna be about it the only reason the only way or the only reason a retail will exist or there's gonna be a value is if you are giving them something that they don't have at home so if you have a little clothing store or even a JCPenney is a big store, why aren't you putting runways in the store? And then when people buy the goods, you know, they could be their own designer. They get up and they walk on the runway. They tap into their Instagram or TikTok and people already have a link that they can buy those clothes because now they go, you now have gotten my profile of clothes. Watch me walk down this runway. It's very mm -hmm. Instagrammable. And boom, you got all this information coming in. And now the store is making money. You're making 3% or 10% of all those people globally that just purchased. I know another way to get them into the stores. Free candy. Boy, that'd get me in there. You have a handful of Skittles? Not even in the bag. You know, just that the, didn't, you know I, had a, I had a guy in my neighborhood when I was growing up. He always had free candy. And for some reason, it wasn't raining, but he always had a trench coat on. And uh, um, it didn't work out quite well for a lot of kids in the neighborhood. I'm glad you stayed away from him. Uh, well, I think that just about uh, wraps it we're, up. We're being told we're running out of time. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, the power's going to be shut off any minute. 
but uh, Damon, we we really want to thank you for taking the time to to be with us today. We've got your book here, um, and, and uh, if people want to check it out, where where can they find you? If anything uh, else you want to plug? No, they can find me anywhere, Damon. Uh, uh, I'm on Instagram or all the platforms, The Shark Damon, and you, of course you find me Friday nights on ABC Shark Tank arguing with uh, five morons and trying to teach them business who I call wow. Kevin and Barbara and Robert. I'm just always trying to help these, these people. Barbara doesn't yeah. take her meds and uh, yeah. And that's it. Uh, uh, before we go, is, do you want to talk some more shit on your co-hosts or? Yeah. Who's the biggest asshole and why is it Mr. Wonderful? Oh, I wasn't talking shit. I was just being honest. You oh, want me to talk oh, yeah, shit yeah. About them? So do you want to be honest about your co-hosts some more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do, you, what do you want me to say? I mean, Cuban thinks he knows it all. Robert is Gomer Pyle. Barbara doesn't take her meds. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, Kevin O'Leary is the Gomer kiss of death. Pyle. And yeah, whatever. I love it. Uh, have you seen, have you seen, uh, what's his name, Mr. Wonderful playing guitar on TikTok? I don't because he's my Uber driver. He's sitting outside. <laughs> he just got here. I just got here. He's, he's, it takes some time. You know, he can't put, he can't put the big guitar in the front seat with the, with the driver. Oh, with the steering my wheel. God. Oh, okay. <laughs> beautiful <laughs> on, on that note thank you so much again we really really appreciate you taking the time thank you this has been very informative very educational very fun we love it thank you guys thank you for what you're doing i appreciate you man hey when your book comes out if you're if you're doing it for kids let me know let me sling it out too and get some people to know that it's not just me out here it's, it's many of us who want oh to help hell yeah kids. okay okay so long got it thanks bye this week on after hours why are you saying it like I don't know where Buzzy is? God damn it! What's going on in my brain? I'm gonna have to check your dating profiles. Can you? <laughs> you don't. I can show you right now. I'd like to see it. You wanna see? Sign up on tmgstudios.tv to watch the full bonus episode.